It's the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends Podcast. I'm Kyle Belanger. Joining me today is a 2015 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee. He's an ABA champion with the legendary Kentucky Colonels, a seven-time ABA All-Star, a one-time AP First Team All-American with a legendary team of Adolph Rupp's Kentucky Wildcats, and he's one of only a handful of players to play in all nine ABA seasons. Of course, I'm talking about Louis Dampier. Louis, thanks so much for joining me today. You're welcome, Kyle. Glad to do it. So I'm curious, uh, growing up in Indiana and excelling at two sports, even in college at Kentucky in both baseball and basketball, was there ever any... I'm always fascinated by how history is shaped by the smallest decisions. Was there ever any desire for you maybe to concentrate in baseball instead of basketball? Um, When I was younger, as a boy, my desire was to make it to Major League Baseball. Uh, But then, as I got older and got into high school, um, it was pretty obvious after my sophomore year, going into my junior year, that uh, basketball was the better sport for me. And of course, I mean, Adolph Rupp certainly agreed. Can you talk a little bit about the recruitment process with Coach Rupp and, and maybe even some things about Coach Rupp that, despite all of the books we've read and the, and the stories we've heard, what's the one thing about being recruited by Coach Rupp that you wish more people knew? Um, well, growing up as an Indiana boy, I always wanted to go to Indiana, and but they didn't show a whole lot of interest in me, so... Uh, I decided to visit Kentucky on a recruiting trip, and they genuinely, really let me know that they wanted me to play ball there. And uh, that that was the best decision that I ever made, was to go to Kentucky instead of Indiana. Um, And Adolph had a lot to do with that. I hadn't really... um, Without all the media that they have now, I didn't know a lot about Coach Rupp until I did visit and then started finding out what a great coach he was and then playing for him. He he really was a great coach. And the one thing I want uh, people to know about Coach Rupp is that uh, they make a big deal out of our Texas Western game. But Coach Rupp was not a racist at all. In fact, he tried to recruit Wes Unsold and um, Butch Beard when I was still at Kentucky. So uh, that's the one thing I would like people to know about Coach Rupp because everybody knows what a great coach he was. But not, And a lot of people think that he was a racist, too. And I want people to know that he wasn't. Wow, that's that's so fascinating because I I do I think about the way that the way that and you mentioned the media right I mean the the, the media in the last five decades it's it's impossible to not start to start to get a, a, a movie theater sort of sense of a person. So to hear it from you, to hear from, you know, someone who was in there with Pat Riley and, and that entire team, can you talk to us a little bit about that year and that game? How long did it take for after that game? Of course, Texas Western and, and y'all played that incredible game that's history we'll never forget. How long did it take after that game for the competitor in you to not so much be upset at the loss as being appreciative of the cultural moment. Did that take a while? 
you know, we weren't aware of the cultural part of it. Um, yeah, we were just playing another team and trying to win the championship. Sure. Um, we didn't see color. We just saw an opponent. And, you know, since they won, and, and it seems like year after year, that game has become bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, just right afterwards, like I said, during and even right afterwards, um, it, like I said, it was just another game. In yeah. fact, after the game, um, of course, I was feeling really low. But I actually went over and congratulated each player on, in the, and Coach Haskins in their dressing room. So and now you, there, was, there was no racial being at all. And now your graduation from Kentucky was perfectly timed with the emergence of the Kentucky Colonels of the ABA. Who, who selected you in the draft the same year that the Cincinnati Royals did so in the NBA. Were you worried about making the wrong decision at that point? And, and I have to ask, too, was the three-point line a factor in your decision? Um, uh, yeah, like you said, I was drafted by the Cincinnati Royals. Uh, they had Oscar Robertson and Adrian Smith. and But they also they drafted Mel Daniels, too who signed with the ABA, but they, Cincinnati at that time had tryouts and they didn't offer a contract. You had to come up and try out. And yeah, that's one of the main reasons or the main reason that Mel and I signed with the ABA because they offered us contracts, guaranteed contracts. So, uh, even though it wasn't much money, (laughs) but at least it was a, a contract and a salary and we didn't have to try out. That's fascinating. Of course, your 1975 uh, Colonels team with you and Artis and Issel is still one for the ages. In, in fact, there, there's little doubt by really anyone involved that that team was the best in the world that year, um, you know, the NBA champs notwithstanding. Every time I talk to one of the members of that team, be it Artis or, or, or Dan, they always sort of chuckle at that at that challenge that was thrown down, right, between you uh, and the Golden State Warriors. Do, do you agree that there's a good chance y'all would have taken care of business if that challenge was accepted? I, yes, I would be very confident that we could win. Um, not only confident, but I would have confidence going into a game like that, uh, especially with the team we had put together. We we had. Uh, a meld of great defensive guys and then the offensive players. And um, I wish we'd have kept that team together the next year, too, and we could have repeated yeah. as champions. But as you know, they let us go, and uh, that was the backbone of our team. So, yeah, I wish they would have taken that challenge. Following the, the, the dissolution of the ABA a couple years later, you ended up with the NBA in the NBA with the Spurs. Was there a noticeable difference in the leagues? Um, and if so, what was it? Um, I think going into the NBA, uh, the players treated it more like a business. Uh, the ABA was a fun league with the three-point shot and uh, the red, white, and blue ball. And uh, a lot of the NBA 
executives look down their noses at us, uh, saying we were a clown league and all that. But uh, that's the main thing I found that uh, uh, they treated it more like a business and were serious about the game. And there was no companionship like there was in the ABA. You know, we were all fighting for a common cause right. to survive and and uh, compete. So uh, it, it was a different atmosphere completely than the ABA. Louis, speaking of speaking of the different atmosphere, do you do you remember what it was like in the locker rooms leading up to the dissolution? There had to be, I mean, quite frankly, there was just going to be fewer jobs for players in professional basketball in the country. What, did the locker rooms get get tense at, at the tail end of that final season? Um, no, because the players weren't aware uh, that that was going to happen. That's true. Um, in fact. After our our final season, and uh, Coach Hubie Brown always had a meeting at you know a few days after the season was over, and that's when we found out. He told us that he he uh, the ABA was was finished, and uh, certain teams were going to merge into the NBA. Gosh, and finally. What does it mean for you to be working with the Hall of Fame at this point in your life? <laughs> well, I more and more appreciate the fact that I'm in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I was at my grandson's ball game, and uh, I just went up to a parents of the other team that we actually beat them, but uh, I told them what a nice team they had and what a good group of kids they were and they said what's that ring and I said well it's Hall of Fame they said Kentucky Hall of Fame I said no actually the Naismith Hall of Fame so then they asked me my name and and, uh, they knew who I was by my name but uh, at first I was like then I was kind of embarrassed to say yeah I'm in the Naismith Hall of Fame and now I'm proud to say it and uh, love for people to recognize my ring and talk about it. Well, the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame is proud to have you indeed. You are a 2015 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinee, an ABA champion, an AP first team All-American with Adolph Rupp's Kentucky Wildcats, one of only a handful of players to play all nine ABA seasons, a six-foot point guard from Kentucky, Louis Dampier. Uh, Louis, thanks so much for joining me. That was a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Kyle.